Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But uh, one thing we cannot ignore is the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks are... God, somebody called them boring the other day. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. This is an exciting team. They're fun to watch. They're on the road. And uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, about to light it up against Charlotte this afternoon in Paris, France. To talk more about it, Kane Pittman, our good buddy from Locked on Bucks podcast, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Kane, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's been a while. We haven't spoke for a while. It has been a while. we got to get you on more often. So uh, how in the world can anybody call this team boring? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I tell you what it is. It is this, this sort of, I guess, uh, era of social media where people want uh, controversy and they want teammates fighting and they want locker room issues, and the Bucks don't have that. And all they do is go out every day and dominate teams. And uh, to me, I'm not bored. As you said, I enjoy watching this team play a really uh, team brand of basketball. They play for each other, they, and they enjoy each other, being around each other. And I, to me, that's not boring. So the other day, we heard uh, Brian Windhorse say that he does not guarantee Giannis staying in Milwaukee at all. And I, I have been walking through the town, calming the masses, almost like Paul Revere riding through the, through the countryside yelling, the British are coming. I'm yelling, please be calm and relax. I don't have one iota of worry that Giannis is not going to remain a Milwaukee Buck. They have done everything he's wanted them to do. They have given him a kind of free reign. I know at the end of the season last year he said, keep the band together and I'll win you a championship. I mean, unless it's a massive collapse or unless there's some kind of massive controversy inside that locker room or with the coaching staff, I believe Giannis is going to keep his word. He loves his family here. I think he's staying. Give me your thoughts on this. No, I agree. I mean, at this point, if if you're a Bucks fan, I don't think that you're losing too much sleep over this. Obviously, this is a, a franchise changing decision that's probably going to come this summer when he has a chance to sign the Supermax, but you're right. The Bucks have done everything to keep him happy. They've done everything that he would want. And the other thing that I think is underrated that people forget, I mean, when you go back to even the roster moves they made last season with Malcolm Brogdon, like, I don't think that this team or these owners are doing anything that Giannis isn't okay with because they understand as long as you have this guy, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be contending for an NBA championship. So uh, I think that the, the roster that they've brought back Certainly would have got the tick of approval from Giannis. He wanted these guys back. He knows that the, the roster that they've built uh, complements his play uh, as well as, as, as any team would in the league right now, honestly, as a bunch of un- unselfish guys. And even you think to, to Chris Milton, the number two on this team, how unselfish he is in terms of he could play a bigger role somewhere else. Obviously, now he's got paid, but he likes playing next to Giannis. They've been together for a long time. I, I think that, yeah, as you sort of pointed to, unless something, uh, you know, an absolute disaster happens in the playoffs, uh, I think that the, the Bucks are in a really, really good position to keep him long-term. Biggest question going into the postseason will be, can Bledsoe keep up this kind of play going through a, a full postseason and hopefully into the finals? And uh, I know a lot of people want to hedge their bets by just trading. Get, get rid of them, trade them, try to find somebody better. I say be cautious because this group loves each other right now. You don't want to mess with the chemistry of the team, and they're winning and they're dominating. So do you make a move in your opinion? 
I mean, the Bucks could make a move, and we know that John Horst is, is a guy that, that is, is working the phones. I mean, this is a guy that's got a history of making trades, even last season uh, with the George Hill uh, trade early in the year and then the, the Miritich one at the deadline. I wouldn't put it past the Bucks making a move, but I don't think it's going to be a, a core player as in the, you know, their top three or four or a starter anyway. So I, I don't think Bledsoe's going to go anywhere. And I don't think you want to mess with that. You sort of pointed to the chemistry in the locker room, but uh, they're on 70 win pace with this guy. I know that there's a history there that you're going to be sort of anxious about once it gets to the postseason. He hasn't quite uh, lived up to the play that he, he's uh, put forward in the in the regular season. But uh, I still think that the, the rest of you feel disaster if you're trading away one of the key players at this point in the season and crossing your fingers and hoping that you haven't messed anything up. I think the risk is, is too great to trade uh, a guy like Eric Bledsoe. But... Uh, they've got a couple of interesting pieces that they could move. Younger guys have also got the first-round pick that they picked up in the sign-and-trade for Malcolm Brogdon that could be used uh, as, a, as a trade chip. So I think that they'll be working the court, but I don't think it's going to be a major move. So let me ask you this. Who has been, because we talk so much about Giannis, and Giannis has had a, another MVP season thus far, but Bledsoe's played well, Middleton has certainly played well and stepped up his game. But it seems like every night there's another guy, whether it's DiVincenzo hitting a big three and changing momentum, or you get a guy like Brooke Lopez or Robin Lopez getting a big rebound or a big block or playing some defense in him. Who has been one of the more impressive figures that is not named Giannis or a starter on this team? Well, I, I think that DiVincenzo, first of all, uh, I like uh, what, what he's brought to the table this year. I didn't know what to expect coming into the season. He was a guy that only played. 27 games in his rookie season because of injuries. So you had the question mark over health. But the thing I love about him is that he doesn't actually need to score to impact the game. What he's doing defensively with the deflections, with the steals, uh, is is uh, contributing to winning basketball for this Bucks team, even if he's not hitting his shots. And now lately, in the last sort of week or so here, we've seen the three-point shot come along. He looks like his confidence is building. So DiVincenzo, I did not expect, was going to play such a key role for this team. I think he brings a little bit of X factor. And the other guy I have to mention is Brook Lopez. I know the three-point shots aren't going down, but this guy could genuinely be uh, the NBA uh, Defensive Player of the Year. I think that would be difficult because he's playing in the same team as Giannis, but what he's doing in terms of rim protection, blocking shots, uh, and, and really just anchoring the defense is well, it's, it's heavily underrated for mine. Talk with Kane Pittman from the Locked on Bucks podcast. I wanted to ask you, is there a legitimate threat in the East right now to the Bucks in the top spot heading into the finals, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe Philadelphia because of Joel Embiid. He's such a unique defender and, and what a really one of the only guys that can uh, stand in front of Giannis and, and uh, actually defend him when he's coming downhill. I don't see any other matchup in the East or a team that has that. The Raptors are playing great. They've been able to withstand a bunch of injuries, but I still just look at that lineup and I say, okay, well, this is mostly the same team as last year, except you don't have Kawhi. And <laughs> to me, that's the fear factor gone from the Raptors. And the Celtics are just too small. We saw last week uh, that uh, Giannis is able to overwhelm them. In fact, he did that in the second round last year when they had Al Horford. Now they don't have Horford. I don't think that they could match it with the Bucks for uh, a seven-game series. So for mine, the Sixers potentially, but still, uh, we talk about locker room issues. I'm not sure whether those guys like each other now. They seem to be playing well without Embiid. I don't know what to make of them. How are the Toronto Raptors getting it done? <laughs> it's a good question. Nick Nurse is an incredible coach. I mean, he is he is unbelievable. He's one of the only coaches in the league that is willing to try absolutely anything to win. 
Uh, we've seen him play a bunch of zone. We've seen him go to the, the box and one. He, he tries all sorts of crazy things uh, to try and help. And I think the whole locker room is bought in. You talk about the Bucks liking each other. Uh, the Raptors locker room is incredibly tight, and winning that championship last year has brought them together. And they've got a, they've got a bunch of guys improved. Jakob uh, certainly at the start of the season was playing at an MVP level. He's dropped off a little bit, and he was hurt. But uh, that buck killer Fred Van Fleet as well is uh, having an incredible year, and he's going to earn a lot of money uh, this summer when he's a free agent. So uh, again, I think that they're lacking that that absolute superstar in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, that that is a team that's playing together, and that's why they keep winning because uh, they've they've <laughs> they've had a lot of injuries that that they should not have been able to withstand. Same thing with with the Miami Heat. I, I, you know, at first it was when they hired Spolster. He was like the little kid that just happened to come along for the ride. I thought what he's done in maturity as a coach, whether he's taken it all from Pat Riley and Pat's given him great advice and he's kind of implemented that. It, that has been fantastic, and he's been able to contain the craziness of Jimmy Butler, so to speak. I, and the Miami Heat are coming on too. Yeah, the Heat have been great. And uh, I think that the one thing that I, I look at when I look at that team in terms of what they could do in the postseason, I think the reason I pause when I look at them is because they're relying on contributions from, from rookies, from young guys, right. and Tyler Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Kendrick Nunn. So they've got a bunch of young guys that I think by postseason, by playoffs, maybe uh, they're going to wear out a little bit. But uh, you're right, Jimmy Butler is... He's been heading in, and it's funny because there's this narrative around Jimmy Butler that he needs to be the main man, and in Philadelphia, he wasn't. There's Ben Simmons there, there was Joel Embiid there. It didn't seem like they got along well. Uh, now he's in Miami as the lead guy with a bunch of young guys, and he seems to be <laughs> seems to be enjoying that. So the Heat, they're a dangerous team, and, and obviously, I mean, they beat the Bucks earlier in the season. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're relying on a lot of young guys, and I think that's where the question mark comes with them. I do enjoy watching Western Conference basketball. The Lakers, obviously, are a show. Utah, a very quiet, gentle giant at this point. The Clippers are the Clippers. I, I tell you what, I, I'm enjoying watching the Rockets. Uh, exactly what we all predicted would happen. you got two guys who want the basketball, one guy who hogs the basketball, another guy who's frustrated for not getting the basketball, and they continue to falter at only 27-16, and 16, and they're eight games back. Now, they're still in the postseason, but they're eight games back from the Lakers in the top spot. I really, I, I'm enjoying watching Houston go down more than anything else. Well, I mean, the Rockets are fun to watch lose, aren't they? Because you, you point yep. out, you've got, you've got James Harden who uh, spent more of uh, more time last season complaining about the MVP and wanting to win the MVP than winning, and Russell Westbrook is a guy that uh, hasn't he hasn't been he's been on winning teams, but he hasn't been able to get to the next level, and, and they're, they're tough to watch. I mean, those two guys so ball dominant, but the West is is tough, man. I still think it's going to be one of the LA teams that they get through, but it's just interesting the different paths they're going on because the Lakers uh, are going hell for leather. They're trying to win every game. The Clippers are not. Now there's some talk of potentially some locker room issues there with Kawhi and Paul George. So I don't know. I still think that it's going to be one of those LA teams, but uh, they're in sort of uh, they're on different paths at the moment. Kane, let's do this more often, okay? Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate back. it, pal. There you go, Kane Pittman, Locked On Bucks podcast. You can find him there also at Kane Pittman on Twitter. Kane K A N E Pittman on Twitter. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 